0: Support for WERU comes from Harvest Fuels, Midcoast, Maine's full-service bioheat oil dealer, offering biofuel blends from natural renewable resources for oil heating systems. Information at harvest at midcoast.com or 236
1: It's just about 10.01, and you are tuned to WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill, 102.9 Bangor, and streaming online at WERU.org. Talk of the Towns with host Ron Beard is up next.
0: Good morning and welcome to Talk of the Towns. Here on WERU, we try to go beyond the headlines to make sense of the issues facing Maine communities, to share what works, to seek alternative solutions. Talk of the Towns is produced with support from Cooperative Extension, the major educational outreach program of the University of Maine with offices statewide. And this morning um, our topic is paper or plastic, what are the issues, what are the choices, and we have some great guests in the studio who can help us with that we'll be talking with others others by phone, but before I introduce them, I'll just remind you that this is Pledge Week here at WERU and we count on your support um, to keep these kinds of programs on the air. Um, You can call our pledge line, and Frank is waiting to take your call, 1-800-643-6273, or you can pledge online at www.weru.org. So paper or plastic, what are the issues, what are the choices? And in the studio with us are Ted Kaufman, who's the state representative um, from Bar Harbor. Welcome to you, Ted.
2: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: And Catherine Arbach is uh, with A&B Naturals, um, a new uh, natural food store in Bar Harbor. Welcome to you, Catherine. Good morning, Ron. Get right up to the microphone there. Um, As we um, think about um, the history of plastic bags, it's a relatively recent history. Um, Most of us remember that we didn't have a choice, paper or plastic. We had paper bags. And, um, Ted, maybe you can help frame the issue. Why is this of a concern at this point in time?
2: Well, I see this as really uh, an opportunity to make one little step in a transition toward more sustainable behavior in our lifestyles. Um, Before we had paper, and before we had plastic, we used to carry our groceries home in our own sacks and things, going way back in time. Paper became the prominent uh, device to carry our groceries, that's what I remember when I was a kid. But in the 1970s, we became more environmentally conscious, we were concerned about forestry practices and and, uh, wasteful use of trees, uh, or what felt like wasteful uses of trees. And we moved into plastic as it got invented after World War II. In the 1970s, beginning with the sandwich bag, we grew to using more and more plastic uh, bags for various kinds of products. And, um, and so now we see plastic bags as the predominant use. We're using them by the billions around the world. Hundreds of billions of plastic bags are used around the world. And a very small fraction of them get recycled, unfortunately. Now, paper can be recycled and plastic can be recycled. But if we don't do it, then it turns into landfill space. It becomes litter in our environment. Uh, it, some of it gets into the natural environment and causes problems with wildlife and what have you. So it, I see it as, as an unsustainable practice, both the paper and the plastic, frankly, because they both have costs in terms of their manufacturer. Um, In terms of plastic, of course, it's a petroleum-based product, and while we may use as much as a day's worth or less of uh, oil to make all the plastic bags used in a year uh, would be the equivalent to what we use in a day for gasoline for our cars and diesel for our cars and trucks. Nevertheless, um, it's sort of a waste-not-want-not theme here and sustainability theme that where we see opportunities to uh, avoid waste and avoid uh, putting things in the waste stream, which is very costly, we ought to try and do it. Um, and, and it's tough, though, because we get into habits. And it's, it's, for me, it's about trying to change some habits.
0: Great. Well, Catherine, you've been in the natural foods um, arena for a number of years, so you've probably seen some um, trends. What's your experience with people using plastic bags or paper bags or other ways to um, carry their groceries?
1: Well, I would say... Um You know, In the natural foods industry, people seem to be maybe a little bit more aware of their choices, and one of those choices being, do they take a bag, do they bring their own bag? So, yeah, I would say that we see more and more people bringing their own bags in or just opting not to have a bag if they're only buying a handful of items. They buy them and they carry them right out by hand. Um, I don't know. That being said, I would say... um, you know, one of, our, one of our choices in our store is, should we even offer that sort of thing? Should we even offer a plastic bag? Currently, we, we're not doing that. We're not offering a plastic bag. Right now, it's just paper bags. Mm. So we all also look for feedback from our customer base. Mm. What, the, what kind of thing, choices do they want?
0: So and and you've been in business. Um, you've kind of joined um, uh, uh, Bar Harbor. There was already a, a natural food store. You've come in in the last um, year or so.
1: Uh, right, just under a year.
0: Great. And what's 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 it been like to kind of locate in in Down East Maine?
1: Oh, it's been great. I mean, the community is has been behind us. Um, we've gotten a lot of support from them. Uh, the nice thing about being in a Smaller community, a community like Bar Harbor, is you do get a lot of feedback from your customers. They want to be a part of the business. You're a part of the community. They're a part of the community. They want to be active in that.
0: Great. Well, let's go now to um, Senator Feagal Quinn of uh, uh, Ireland and uh, another place where um, people um, relate to customers. And uh, Senator Quinn, you've got a reputation for um, thinking about the customer. Um, Tell us us a little bit about how you got started in in the grocery business or the retail business and, and why customers come so important to you.
3: Well, we're on the top of the afternoon from Dublin, Ireland. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. How are you? We're looking forward to a lovely weekend here at St. Patrick's Weekend, and we're just getting excited about it. Um, okay, let's go back on to what you were talking about. Uh, when, when I started the company, we now have got uh, 23 supermarkets, but with the first supermarket when it started, uh, I always spent time on the shop floor because I'd grown up in a different business. I'd grown up in a, in a holiday camp my father owned, hmm. and the objective in a holiday camp, the guests all paid on the day they arrived, and the only, the only deal my father had with them was, you don't need any spare money. So I grew up in a business in which the objective of the business was not to sell your customers something more, but was to get your customers to come back again. Mm. Because the deal was, everything's included. So when I went into the grocery business, I assumed that was the same objective. And so we spent a lot of time listening to customers, spent our time on the shop floor. The manager's office was always on the shop floor, so that we heard customers' views. And we heard customers over and over saying, oh... It's an awful shame about those plastic bags. What a waste. It's causing litter and everything else. And to the extent that about 10 years ago, I decided to do something about it, and we decided we were going to charge for plastic bags. Ah. Um, a little bit like Mindy said a few minutes ago, what, what was it, Catherine said a few minutes ago. But we found that while some customers said, yes, that's a good idea, we'll use the same bags again, a very large number of customers said, no, I don't like that. What do you mean? I, I, I remember one particular man, when the bill came to €80, euro, and I said, oh, there's going to be a charge of €0.08 cent for, for the eight bags you're using, he said, sorry, I'm leaving. If you're going to charge me €0.08 cents on top of what I want, I'm leaving and going down to the opposition. Uh-huh. And I put my money into my, my hand into my pocket and paid the €0.08 for rather than lose the customer. <laughs> so it seemed to me while everybody said, the vast majority of people said it's a disgrace, when it came to themselves, a very large number of them said, no, I'm not willing to pay for a plastic bag.
0: Especially, so, especially if it was um, a choice between your, your supermarket and somebody else's because, supermarket.
3: Because, yes, on, on that case, we tried to get the other, the other shops to, to do the same, but they didn't do it, and in the end, we, we, we weren't able to do it. So we built up our reputation in SuperQuinn on looking after customers, on listening to customers, on responding to them. And we thought there was a demand there to do away with plastic bags, but we found the demand wasn't quite as big as we thought.
4: Mm.
3: And then the government came in six years ago, and did something about it.
0: And, and, and were you uh, uh, initially opposed to that? Um, how, how did you feel about that in your role as, as a senator?
3: I, both as role as a senator and as, as the owner of the supermarket chain, I argued against it. And I said, Minister, you don't understand. It won't work because here in this, for instance, food safety, why, how do you separate cooked food from cooked meats from uncooked meats? How do you do And each time we argued, the minister and his, his senior uh, officials said, let's take that into account. And they gave plenty of warning and they adjusted for everything we argued against. And eventually, way back um, six years ago, they introduced uh, a fairly strong, t- well, 15 cents in, 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 that's about 35 cents, mm-hmm. about 25 cents in, in American terms, on each plastic bag. And what happened was 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 different. What happened was attitudes of customers changed. And... They, they refused to pay those, those, those cents. They, just, they begrudged paying those, those 25 cents for a plastic bag. Now, we, six months ahead of time, had got a group of customers to act as guinea pigs and to experiment with a new canvas bag. And we adjusted it and adjusted it and eventually came up with the Super Queen green bag. And it became so popular that uh, we found 94% of, of the plastic bags we had been using dropped were not used anymore in other words only only six percent of our customers use plastic bags or only six percent of the plastic bags that we've had continue to be used because people switched to our green bag and did it you know it's almost like it almost became like wearing wearing a fur coat the unacceptable thing to do to be seen with a plastic bag (laughs) almost like not I suppose not. Not not uh, if you have a dog, taking the dog for a walk, and he dirties on the on the on the footpath, and you didn't clean it up, it almost was unacceptable. And suddenly, plastic bags became the unacceptable face, and nobody, practically nobody, was seen with them because they all use the returnable bags. A little bit, like you said, happened um, a generation or two ago when we all used the same bag over and over and over again,
0: mm. and and um, the the. Uh The addition of the cloth bag um, really helped them, but they were um, made aware of the issue because they were being asked to pay a a tax.
3: Well, there was a huge advertising campaign by Mm -hmm. the government, and they advertised what they were going to do. And then there were people like ourselves who, who went to great pains because we brought our customers on board earlier. Interesting, one of our competitors uh, two of our competitors, who are British owned competitors uh, it caught them by surprise and on the day that tax was introduced in march twenty o two they didn't know about it they weren't aware of it and suddenly <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit of joy, i suppose <laughs> the fact that they hadn't they hadn't noticed but it it worked so well that it it changed attitudes, and people began to realize that this is a win 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 mm-hmm. not just two wins, not win win but five wins it was Number one, we didn't make plastic bags in Ireland, so they were all imported from China or somewhere. So it reduced the import. The second thing, it reduced the litter. There are now no plastic bags where there used to be a large number of them. Thirdly, it meant, from the environment point of view, it was hugely beneficial. We weren't cutting down trees. And the minister, by the way, an interesting thing, when he said, if you switch to paper, I'll tax that as well. (laughs) Yes. Because, in other words, the answer is, is, is... to get customers into the habit of using the same container over and over and over again. And it caught the imagination. And we're, we're amazed when we see in other parts, it was just this week. Um, today is Friday, on Wednesday, the British in the UK, the British budget announced that they were thinking of putting a tax on plastic bags. And the opposition came in, the conservative opposition came out and said, oh no, you shouldn't do that. You should uh, encourage people to use paper. And I said, how backward are they? They're not even thinking correctly. Because <laughs> it, it, it just doesn't make sense. It makes mm-hmm. sense to use the same container over and over and over again. And 94% of our customers are, uh, do that. And you can see if you stand at the entrance to any of our, our supermarkets, and not just ours, our competitors as well, you now see customers coming in with the containers that they're going to use. The, the, the green bag, in, in, in most cases, it's a super green bag. It, it annoys me when I see a customer going into a, a Tesco with one of our bags. <laughs> it means one of our customers has gone shopping there, but it probably means one of their customers come over to us to get our bag.
0: Well, that's good. As, in your role as, as a senator, do you see other kinds of um, things coming from this? As people adopt these practices in their daily lives, do they also begin to think green in other ways? Oh, I think
3: so, yes. I must admit, when I went in, I, I became a centre 15 years ago, and I remember when I joined first, I said, how will I do this job? I don't know anything about this. I run supermarkets. And so what I began to do is look for the customer in every piece of legislation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's amazing the changes and the things that you discover when you think that way, as against um, others who are more perhaps traditionally traditional legislators. In other words, mm-hmm. if you look for the the interests of the student in educational legislation, if you look for the interests of the patient in health legislation of the road user in, in uh, traffic legislation, and suddenly you come up with new ideas and new concepts that weren 't there otherwise I, I'm, I suppose i 'd be naturally conservative and opposed to new laws being introduced and would be encouraging people to do things other than introduce new laws. But in this case, I believe there was an exception, and that was this really worked so well. And mm. um, so in general terms, I mean, one of the other things the Irish did first, the Irish, around the same time, they introduced uh, a ban on, on smoking indoors in, in, in any public places. And um, that, I know that New York had been doing it, and I think there was some talk of California at the time were thinking of doing this, but it was a national campaign with us, and it actually worked very well and it was accepted uh, wholeheartedly, and other countries are now beginning to follow us.
0: Right. Well, you know, we have this uh, thing going on in the United States called a presidential uh, race. You wouldn't like to come over and, and participate in that in some way. <laughs> I'll vote
2: for you, Senator.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, Senator Prince, thanks so much for being with us here on Talk of the Towns. Thank you, Ron. Thank okay, you bye-bye. Bye-bye. With S- Senator Fiogel Quinn of uh, Super Quinn uh, Grocery Chain in Ireland, and a, a Senator in the uh, Shonet Éireann. Um, there, and uh glad to have his voice added to the voice of many voices here on w e r u we 're talking about paper or plastic. what are the issues? what are the choices um, if you 'd like to participate this morning 's uh, uh call in f- phone numbers are one eight six 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 two five nine three seven eight or locally at four six nine zero five zero zero perhaps you 've got some thoughts about um paper or plastic or something. Else entirely. And in the studio with us we have Senate, State Representative Ted Kaufman um, uh, who is championing this this cause um, throughout the state, uh, a voluntary thing. We're going to ask him about that in just a moment. And uh, Catherine um, Arbach from A&B Naturals in Bar Harbor. Uh, Ted Kaufman, you did introduce a, a bill very similar to what uh, uh, Faragal Quinn was, was talking about, but you found some resistance to that.
2: Well, it was an interesting journey and it continues to be interesting. Uh, one late afternoon, I got a call from Mal Leary at Maine Public Broadcasting, and, he t- and he, because I'm chair of the Natural Resources Committee, he wanted my perspective on San Francisco's uh, decision to require biodegradable, biodegradable uh, plastic bags for the use of um, compost, composted materials from your kitchen, from restaurants, and lawn and yard sorts of waste, because San Francisco, as it turns out, had about 20% of its landfill space being occupied with all that stuff that could be composted and reused and put to some useful purpose, but also to save a lot of money to the taxpayers. So they they had their own motive, and I found that this was the case in other parts of the country and other parts of the United States. While we all share an interest in reducing litter and there may be other things we share in common, there are some specific geographical and political uh, and economic reasons why one might want to reduce um, plastic uh, bag use. Well, Mal said, well, would you put in a bill? Would you ever think to put in a bill? And I casually said, well, yeah, you know, actually I've been pretty frustrated about this, and I thought I could put in a bill. Little did I think this casual conversation would end up on public radio that night. The next day <laughs> I had the Maine Grocers Association calling me and, uh, and the Maine Merchants Association. And I said, well, now I'm after it. But I, I agreed to work with them if they wanted to collaborate on trying to develop a a campaign and that I was going to put in a bill but if we didn't need it we wouldn't use it if we had a good collaborative approach so I I, when I went to do the bill and looked on the web there was Ireland and its model um, legislation as far as I was concerned and so I modeled my bill after Ireland's took it to the uh, legislature we're in the emergency session this year so bills have to be of an emergency nature now it's true that I thought my bill was a certain (laughs) emergency And the person who got his bill in to regulate low stakes cribbage games, he got his bill in. I guess it was a bigger emergency. But I didn't want to give up. I decided, well, we'll we'll work on this as a voluntary campaign, and that's that's what we've been doing with a number of interesting participants.
0: Mm. And so, um, and you're using the role of convener in that case rather than as a legislator. Tell tell us a little right. bit about that, because that's a, a little bit different take on on the issue.
2: Yeah, you know, so many people who get elected think that their real job is only to legislate, to to make law, and um, when you've been elected, particularly if you're doing well. Uh, in your role and, and are recognized in your community for your leadership, uh, you have an opportunity to help showcase local issues in your, in your district or in the state. Uh, and uh, that role can be important in terms of helping make change and move policy along. So I thought, well, I'll try that. I'm going to try being the convener of a conversation about this particular issue and the question of sustainability in the state of Maine. Um, meanwhile, that conversation, as it turns out, is occurring, not surprisingly, as it was in Ireland, it's also occurring all around the world and in many states and cities. So if one Googles plastic bags um, you, uh, and that sort of a thing on the web, you'll find all sorts of cities, uh, town councils, state legislators are, are working on similar things.
0: Well, you went to the, um, the Grocers Association um, as, a, as a way of beginning to have this conversation. They'd contacted you when they heard that you might put on a bill. but yes. So you began this conversation. Um, tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll introduce um, uh, Megan, Megan Helstead is with yes. us by phone. We'll introduce yes. her in just a minute.
2: Well, great. Well, one um, night my bill didn't get through. Um, I was not a, a particularly happy legislator, um, and I actually had a date with the Maine Grocers Association, Uh, So I went up to meet with them and um, had a long discussion, and it was such a productive um, discussion. They were very positive about this and could understand why we might want to make a transition. And actually, it is a cost to them, too, to have to supply paper and plastic. Um, And so I'm hoping to continue that relationship. I know Hannaford's, for one, has been very good about giving a five-cent refund per reusable bag when I go to the grocery store, that means something. I mean, it's nice to have a little incentive. And uh, I know Hannaford's has been very helpful in, in Vermont and New Hampshire, where there's a slow movement developing, but very energetic movement to, uh, to uh, move to reusable bags.
0: Well, let's bring uh, Megan Halstead into the conversation. Megan is the Environmental Sustainability Manager for Hannaford. Welcome to Talk of the Towns, Megan.
5: Thank you very much, Ron. Thanks for having me.
0: Tell us a little bit about the the work that you do as Environmental Sustainability Manager. Um, You've probably seen um, Hannaford's do a number of things over the years that all um, relate to the environment.
5: I I certainly have. Hannaford's has been uh, very active for the last number of decades in a a broad range of environmental programs. I won't bore you with the details, but really ranging from very uh, strong measures on energy conservation and now getting into testing renewable energies, a very strong recycling program that's been active since the 1970s and is, is very aggressive compared to our peers in the industry. Uh, and then a lot of other, other programs that, that pop up along the way with reusable bags and, and uh, plastic paper bag recycling being a piece of that.
0: And and um, you probably you may have heard uh, Senator uh, Fergal Quinn from Ireland talk about his closeness to the customer. Yes. What what do you hear about customer or from customers at Hannafords about these kinds of initiatives?
5: Uh, you know, well, it's it's funny you ask because we've been hearing a lot more from customers <laughs> recently. Uh, I think we've always had a uh, a core of customers that was uh, using reusable bags and very interested in in decreasing disposable bag usage. But there's been a notable uptake, uh, I would say, over the last six months in comments from customers, both through our customer service line and letters. I have a a folder of letters from fifth graders and second graders Mm. and and adults uh, from Maine and New Hampshire and Massachusetts and Vermont and New York who are all interested in working together to reduce our disposable bag usage. So we're definitely seeing more customer interest in the issue than we have in the past.
0: And, and you actually track um because you as as uh, senator i mean uh, representative uh, Kaufman has said um, you actually can track that because um, you do provide customers five cents um, as a refund if they bring their own bags correct yeah so, we so what trends have you seen in that in that area
5: we've seen uh, and i should should um uh, say the caveat that our our data is a little hit or miss mm-hmm. um so we don't look at it as the god given truth but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is we've seen tremendous trends over the last two years uh, primarily if we look back to two thousand and six um we were at a very small percentage of our customers using it, and it had been pretty steady since since the early nineties, starting in o six and up until now it has not it has gone up every month mm. And if we look solely at 2007, we saw about a a quadrupling from January to December of the number of customers bringing in reusable bags.
0: And you began to, uh, whether you um, saw this or uh, like uh, Senator Quinn in Ireland, um, you began to put out your own bags, and I have one here in the studio because I just love it. It's oh, it folds up into a little. It's it's a wonderful. It's a genius of design. Tell us about that bag. <laughs> and they they market for about a, a buck fifty. And, yes. um, so yes. tell us about that.
5: Sure. Well, that bag was well. I'll, I'll step back a little bit. We first started offering bags in 1990. As part of the 20th anniversary of Earth Day, it was a big push for Hannaford. We instituted our five-cent rebate and started offering bags. And at the time, it was a canvas bag and I think also a a net bag. And we sort of changed our offering over the years. And we came upon that foldable bag in, I believe it was late 2005 or early 2006. Um, And we said, hey, you know, this is is great because one of the issues we face is People like reusable bags, but they have trouble remembering to bring them, or they have trouble you know, putting them in a convenient place where they always have them handy when they're going grocery shopping. And so we thought the foldability of that bag would be a, a real benefit for customers because you can fold them up and stick them in your purse or in the car, and they're always there, and they're easy to remember. And we, we have seen that make a huge difference. So that was the, the first of the bags that we revamped. We introduced that in the end of 2006. And we've since added a, another bag, which markets for $0.99. Cents. I don't know if you've seen them in the stores, but one design has a, has a cheesecake on one side and another has a, a photo of shrimp pasta, and we're about to bring out some new designs this spring. But those bags are actually based on a bag that our parent company uses in Belgium um, that they've used for a number of years and had great success on, uh, and they're a, a similar size to the foldable. They don't fold up, but the the benefit there is is they sell for a cheaper price. So for people who are looking for a more cost-effective alternative, uh, they're a great bag as well.
0: Great. Well, you again. You've you probably heard um, Senator Quinn from Ireland talk about um, his initial resistance to a legislative approach and his attempts to do it voluntarily. Um, it looks like Ted is is at least right now being kind of pushed into the voluntary approach. How do you how do you see this? Would it be better for um, the state or the nation if we if we had um, leveled the playing field and everybody had to do this? It's
5: a very good question. I, I one of the big issues for us is is choice and consumer choice and I uh, when I was listening earlier I agree uh, strongly with what Ted said at the beginning it's about changing habits and we sort of look across the pond at, at Europe and say okay there's that that may be where we'll be in five years so you can kind of see the wave coming and what we've seen from our partners in Europe is that they have been working for a number of years on changing people's habits and educating about Uh, educating people about disposable bags and it feels to me like we're still on the early part of that curve we've we've had a huge customer response recently it's been very positive uh, perhaps because it is voluntary and because people feel they're participating and they're making a difference Uh, and I think we've got we, we still have a long way to go and I think we can still have a lot of impact with voluntary measures by increasing the uh, sort of the education of the public about the issues with disposable bags, and on from from our side from the retailers, making sure that we're making it as easy as possible for customers to use reusables.
0: Great, great. Well, thanks so much for your time um, this morning, um, Megan sure. Halstead from um, Hannaford. She's the environmental sustainability manager for Hannaford. Thanks so much for being with us on Talking Sure. The Thank
5: great. you very much, Ron. Bye bye.
0: You're tuned to Talk of the Towns. We're about halfway through our program talking about paper or plastic or something else entirely, and um, you can participate as well. Um, I do believe we have um, a a, a listener calling in. Go ahead with your question or comment, please.
6: Yes, hi. Um, I was told years ago by a friend that plastic wrap is carcinogenic, and recently I've been on the Internet looking and doing research, and I can't find anything. So I wonder if you know anything or you could address this question.
0: Plastic wrap that you might wrap around meats and that sort of thing. You mean
6: or sandwiches at the health food store?
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if our guests have any any comments on. It. Thanks okay, for your call. Thanks so much. Yes, Ted. Any any um, as you've done your research, any indication that plastic um, wrap is Carcinogenic. Well,
2: actually, I have a researcher at home. <laughs> uh, my wife's done a lot of research on the various types of plastic, and I, and I know that some of the kinds of plastic we wrap food in, like cheese, for example, uh, can uh, uh, off-produce uh, off, uh, some toxins that aren't good for food, um, according to her good research. Um, but there are many different types of plastic bags made of different sorts of materials, um, and I'm, I'm not familiar with whether or not the shopping bag, which has been my focus, right. uh, has any toxic, uh, right. uh, direct toxic effects on food.
0: Well, well, maybe we'll have some other comments. Catherine?
1: Uh, I, I can say also I'm one of those people that's concerned about uh, what kind of chemicals leach into your food from plastics. And certainly there's food-grade plastics on the market, and that's what we would use at, at our shop for food. Um, However, there still is some amount of leaching um, of chemical compounds into food, and that can be exacerbated by, number one, heating the plastic. So if you're putting plastics into, say, a microwave oven, you could be actually leaching more of those compounds into your food. So you want to stay away from things like that. And you certainly probably don't want to store things in plastic long term. So... We make sandwiches, for example, every single day, and yes, we do wrap them in a food-grade plastic, but I would think that if you were going to be buying that that day, the amount of compounds that actually leach into the food would be minimal. And certainly if you're planning on keeping that sandwich around for an extra day, you might want to consider taking it out of the plastic and putting it into another type of container. Mm.
0: Great suggestions, great suggestions. Um, you're tuned to Talk of the Towns as we talk about pla- paper or plastic or something else entirely, and um, you can participate as well. Call us at one 625 9378 And we should mention as well that this is Pledge Week here at WERU. Um, we do these programs um, with your support, and you can call us at... Uh, Pledge, our pledge line, one eight hundred six four three six two seven three. 643 6273 And um, staff here at the station have, have brought me a wonderful example of a um, reusable bag. It's a tote bag, and it has WERU's own logo on it, and you can have that for $15. So stop by the station or give us a call here at the station, and you can get your way um, to, to uh, um have a a reusable bag. Um, In the studio with us, our representative uh, Ted Kaufman of Bar Harbor um, has has been spearheading a voluntary approach to um, reusable uh, bags. And Catherine Arbach is of A&B Naturals, um, a new um, natural food store in Bar Harbor. On the phone with us, um, we have uh, Suzette uh, Bergeron. Uh, Ted, why don't you provide a little bit of introduction and how you came across Suzette? Um, before we introduce her to the, st- the program.
2: Well, I'm, I'm so happy to have uh, made Suzette's acquaintance um, some months back when I, uh, I think there was a piece in the Portland Press-Herald about uh, my bill and the initiative generally and Suzette called me uh, uh, to tell me that she had been working on a project. She's quite an entrepreneur uh, and I'll let her explain her Great. project because it's her baby, but we began then collaborating as um, as I have with some several others and
0: Um, She's a real champion. Great. Well, Suzette, welcome to Talk of the Towns. Thank you,
7: Ron. I appreciate being invited to be part of the show. Um, It's been exciting to watch the momentum building on the issue.
0: You have something called bulletin bags. Um, Tell us about how you got involved in that and and, uh, where you are now.
7: Okay. Um, Well, I've been using reusable bags for just about all of my adult life, and it really started out of a concern for the environment, but then became more of a matter of convenience when my kids were little i had some physical challenges and carrying groceries in and out of the house was a chore and reusable bags actually made the task easier so i got hooked on bringing my own bag and like a lot of you over the last year or so i've been watching reusable bags pop up at just about every checkout line and i just wasn't really crazy about some of the bags that i saw um i found that some of them were made from a plastic based material and most of them didn't hold up great in the wash, so I set out to develop um, a bag that I believe to be the ultimate reusable bag. <laughs>
0: great. And
7: the um, bulletin bag is really a point where my personal life and my personal goals met my business life. I Another business, Fund and Promotions, where we provide corporate logo merchandise as a way to help companies break through the clutter. And I've always loved the idea of cooperative advertising and thought, you know, why not bring advertisers together? on high-quality, reusable bags. So we developed two products. Um, one is a, a designer cloth earth-friendly bag that will be available for sale at our, our website. And the other is a special edition bag that will be distributed for free through contests and special promotions. And the premise is similar to a road race t-shirt sponsorship, where one side of the bag is printed with original artwork, and the other side is printed with sponsor logos. Um, Representative Kaufman actually gave me the idea for our first project, which is the Maine Kids Drawing Contest. Um, As Ted said, we met several months ago. very excited to find somebody who rivaled my enthusiasm about reusable bags. And um, we talked about the idea that kids are a major influencer on their parents' behavior. And by raising their awareness, we could help facilitate the movement away from paper and plastic. It's uh, one of those very simple green steps that we can take to reduce your family's carbon footprint. So what we're doing is we're inviting Maine kids in grades 3 through 7 to submit a drawing that will be judged by Ted and some of his crew in Augusta and Bar Harbor, and we'll choose a winner, and their design will be printed on 1,000 free reusable shopping bags. And the first 1,000 kids who enter the contest will receive one of these special edition bulletin bags, printed with the children's art on one side and the sponsor logos on the other. We um, just signed on Shaw's as our headline sponsor, and they're really on board with the effort and excited to help promote reusable bags to Maine families. And we also announced a sponsorship from Dole, so we're generating interest on a national level and we'll be planning to repeat this model in other states and other regions as we move forward.
0: Great. And so um, to, to remind us again, how would listeners to WERU participate in, in your uh, project?
7: Okay. Um, there's a few different ways you can do that. Um, of course, all of this information right, which
2: is um,
6: WERU's aftercare programs, Girl Scout, Boy Scout troops
7: homeschoolers, art programs, and then Shaw's is also going to be distributing entry forms at their 23 stores in Maine. Um, Teachers and group leaders can register to receive a contest kit that's going to include entry forms for all of the kids in their group, along with some educational information about the problems with paper and plastic, and they can do that online at bulletinbag.com. And then children can enter themselves by downloading an entry form again at our website, and companies who are interested in having their company logo featured on the bags can contact me through our website, BulletinBag.com, um, or send me an email or, or give me a
0: call. Great. And, and when, when might we be seeing some of those bags in our markets?
7: <clears throat> well, what's going to happen is the entry forms are due on April 30th, and we'll announce the winner in the middle of May and then um, the bags, you know, will be printed with the, the winning artwork and um, distributed and mailed out to all of the kids or the first 1,000 kids who enter the contest. So it will probably be mid to late May. Um, the designer bags don't have the company logos on them. And our website, our, well, our website is live, but our online shopping cart will be live um, next week. So Wonderful. hopefully we'll start seeing them very soon.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Ted, you wanted to add something about well, I
2: was just going to mention to Suzette that... Um, 4-H groups might be another right. uh, place for us to, to look. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping some of the listeners will be in touch about other ways in which we can reach reach kids and Great. and uh, educational programs. And I'm, I'm grateful that Suzette mentioned our Earth Day goal because we're trying to reach a 50% of the cu- customers bringing their own reusable bag by Earth Day. So I can't wait for Earth Day and hanging out at the grocery stores and, and, and Catherine's store and seeing how many people bring their own bag by Earth Day.
0: Great, great. Suzette, thanks so much for being with us. List your website one more time.
7: Okay, it's um, www.bulletinbag.com.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Suzette. Bye-bye now. You're tuned to uh, Talk of the Towns, um, and we do have a, uh, a listener uh, on the line. Go ahead with your question or comment, please.
6: Hi, um, I was commenting commenting about health and plastic, and plastics, um, they mimic... Uh, Hormones, estrogen, and they're and they're connected to breast and prostate cancer, and even food grade plastic. Um, I don't think they are safe. I mean, I'm saying I don't think, but there are studies that show that plastic is def- definitely detrimental. Like, and and plastic leaches. it picks up. I mean, when you have food or water in plastic, you're taking in that plastic, and when we burn it, if it gets burned, we're breathing it. It's pretty um, not good, but we're so, you know, I know I try to get plastic out of my house, plastic bags, Mm -hmm. and they seem to always creep back in. <laughs> they, they, so, they are thank,
0: alive, aren't they? Thank,
6: yeah, thank you
0: very much. Thank you for that extra information about uh, plastic in our in our lives, and that's really one of the challenges that we face, Ted, isn't it? And and uh, Catherine, that we um, we're, we're so used to things, and it's hard to make the change. And Senator mm. Quinn was talking about that that change happened, you know, um, uh, through legislation, or may, there was a building of that interest. Mm-hmm. But it happened through legislation, um, Ted. Right now, you're you're looking at a voluntary right. approach. Right. Some people call things? a
2: community-based approach.
0: Mm-hmm. How, what have you learned about how to change people's habits? Or Catherine, well, do you do, you, do you, um, have a? You've you've been trying to do this. How do you help people change their habits?
1: Well, um, it is hard to change people's habits, and uh, everyone responds to the use of the bags differently. Um, I was saying that uh, over years, I've been doing this for 15 years, and every time I ring someone up, I ask them if they actually need a bag for their purchase. And it's amazing the the range of reasons people give you for bag use. Um, I have heard everything from it's hot outside, so I should take a bag today. I've heard it's too cold out, so <laughs> I should take a bag today. I've... Even heard that my product will get lost in the car if i don't take a bag, so it's just knowing the the range of people 's response it, I just think it's going to be very difficult to change some mm. people 's minds mm.
0: well, changing people 's minds is is something that um, our next uh, phone guest has been uh, thinking about um, uh, mindy the Vig- Vic Necky um, is with the Bar Harbor Whale Museum. She's joined us by phone. Welcome to Talk of the Towns, Mindy.
8: Thank you, Ron. I'm happy to be here.
0: Tell us a little bit about the Whale Museum and, and how you intersect with this issue of plastic bags.
8: Okay. Well, the Whale Museum is um, located here on the waterfront in Bar Harbor, and we're run by Allied Whale, the Marine Mammal Research Group at the College of the Atlantic, and um we have had uh, an especially fun time trying to figure out ways in which to educate the public about the marine environment and how especially sensitive it is to plastic debris. And one of the ways we've done that is through educating people through our gift
0: shop. And, and say a little bit more about that.
8: Well, our gift shop um, also goes along with our mission. Our mission here at the Whale Museum is, is to develop in people an appreciation for marine mammals, and um, the integral role that they play in the marine environment. And we do this, obviously, through education and conservation and also by supporting um, ongoing research at Allied Whale. Um, And so at at the point of sale, when people go through our gift shop and they come to our register, um, we, we open up a conversation with them about the marine environment and about its sensitivity to plastics by asking them, do they want to take a bag or do they do they perhaps have a bag with them already? Um, if they don't have a bag with them already, we offer them a compostable, biodegradable bag, which is the choice we've decided to go with for now. And um, it's a lightweight bag and it breaks down within 10 to 30 days or so and, and it allows us to have that conversation with them right at the point of sale, which is a lovely way to open up that dialogue.
0: That's great. And what what kinds of reactions have you gotten from some of your customers at the Whale Museum?
8: Well, initially, um, how sort of the whole thing started was we had a lot of customers, and I should say that we're servicing the tourist base mostly. Yes. Um, We have a lot of customers that are coming to us um, from the cruise ships um, through, you know, large bus groups and things like that, and they were requiring plastic bags. They weren't too happy about our our paper bags. And specifically, they wanted a lightweight plastic bag with a handle. Um, But as marine educators, we we really didn't feel comfortable um, giving out plastic bags. Mm. So we started to do a little bit of research and found uh, these biodegradable bags that were so similar to your typical t shirt Plastic bag in size and in weight, um, but they're biodegradable, and mm. you can put them in your composter.
0: Can you can you share with us the details? Who's the who's the manufacturer? How would um, uh, listeners learn about this particular bag?
8: Sure, um, they're Bio Bio Bags, which is um, a group that we found um, that was servicing the San Francisco area. Actually, and I believe they might be servicing Whole Foods as well, but the company's name is BioBag, and they offer a range of bags. All different weights, all different sizes. Great. Um, and they'll also do custom orders for people. And we just needed a lightweight bag, a bag that would allow someone to put a T-shirt in it, maybe a stuffed animal. Fortunately, we don't have a lot of heavy items in our gift shop, so that lightweight bag is, is perfect for us and better for the environment.
0: Great. Well, Mindy, thanks so, so much for being with us this morning on Talk of the Towns. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Great. the uh, Vindeki, who is with the uh, Bar Harbor Whale Museum. We do have several calls um, from listeners, so we'll take the first one now. Go ahead with your question or comment, please.
9: Good morning. Um, I was born in 1949 in South Wales and emigrated to America in '66, and I had never seen a giveaway grocery bag in my life until I arrived on these shores, not paper, not plastic. Every housewife, they mostly did the shopping in those days, had their handbag or purse and a shopping bag, as they called it. Um, and, uh, you know, my solution to this situation is that we just revert to that situation. Mm. We, we have been conditioned. Um, you know, Britain is now just the same as America. We, you go to the supermarket and they hand out willy-nilly these these bags. And, um, you know, we've just taught the populace uh, that this is more convenient and, um, and ignored the consequences. And I, I, my solution is very simple. I think we should just pick a date and say a year from now, or a year from July 1st, if you like, that there will be no more giveaway bags, period. In the meantime, you charge five cents or 10 cents a piece for them. Um, our, our little store here in Stonington, Burn Cove Market, now has little fold-up totes that hang right by the, um, by the cash register. At a dollar ninety-nine each, and um, you, you know, if you forgot to bring your bag, well, I mean, you'd have the option of either buying another one or lugging the stuff out by hand, and <laughs> slightly inconvenient, but you, you, you know, you 19- learn, it, right? It, yeah, I, in 1964, the Swedes. You think about this: the Swedes. One night in June, they switched from driving at midnight on the left side of the road to the right side of the road. <laughs> the whole country, with contiguous borders with other countries. Now, now that. It's a challenge. (laughs) And they did it without an accident, too. Great.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you for your call this morning. We have some other calls. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Yes, we have another caller. Go ahead with your question or comment, please.
4: Hi. um, I I heard a tail bit of what the other guy was talking about, I guess. um, uh, The example I would give is my mother lives in France, and she, on her last visit here, told me that uh, in France now, they don't give bags at supermarkets or wherever you shop. I mean, that's it. They're done. Mm. Um, and so you either bring in your own bag or a box or something, or you don't get one. Mm. And so I don't know why that's just not, uh, you know, we should start petitioning that that change. I mean, we probably have to do it on a town level and then a state level. I mean, because obviously nothing gets done from the top down.
0: Well, Representative Kaufman is, is saying, um, let's do it on Earth Day this year. So Yeah,
4: just start from Earth Day. Absolutely. You know, we're done with bags.
0: Hey, it's our choice. People
4: get people get used to it. I mean, it's not that big a deal. Great. And like so. the last caller said, I mean, we've all gotten used to it. I mean, I I myself, I mean, I'm totally against plastic bags, but I find myself occasionally getting one, and it's just, you know, we should just. There's not much. We don't have time to sort of debate it. You know, I mean, this is it's bad stuff.
0: <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much for your calls and your views this morning. Thank you. You're listening to Talk of the Towns. If you'd like to uh, participate, give us a call at 1-866-625-9378 or locally at 469-0500 here on Talk of the Towns. We're talking about paper or plastic or something else entirely. Um, uh, Ted, this, this notion of changing people's um, attitudes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you found about this notion mm-hmm. of social marketing? I know that mm-hmm. you've, uh, you're have you a great reader and you've always got a book, and And the, the latest one is is... is called what, and, and what what have you learned from that?
2: Well, it's called Fostering Sustainable Behavior, and it's written by Doug McKenzie Moore and William Smith, and uh, they call it an introduction to community-based social marketing, and a number of the changes of behavior have to do with environmental behaviors. You know, with things like turning the light switch off, uh, turning the thermostat down at night. Uh, there's so many things we could do to, to save energy.
0: Well, I know that, that at College of Atlantic, where you work, um, there's been an amazing um, kind of connection, and we may try to get them on uh, later on in the, in the uh, year, of, mm-hmm. of introducing with the Chamber of mm-hmm. Commerce, um, a connection to get um, um, CFLs, compact, compact yes. uh, fluorescent Flores lights. Right. That's, right. Right. That's
2: right. Well, in the book, among other things, they say that when you're trying to change behavior, you often have barriers to that change. Some of them are very simple. I can't tell you how many people have told me that they, they have returnable bags. They have lots of them at home. They forget to put them in the car. I was the same way. Mm-hmm. They have them in the car, and then on a rainy day, they get into the store, and they forgot the bags that are in the car, and they don't want to turn around and go back out. Mm-hmm. They're in the checkout line. They don't want to turn around. And they talk about how to overcome those barriers. We need some prompts, what mm. he calls messages that remind you to do what you need to be doing. So around the light switch, it might say, turn the lights off when you leave the room. That when you go to bed and you have a prompt at a place where you'll notice it. So we have to figure out how we're going to find some prompts to get over some of these barriers. I just want to mention one very significant change agent agent in our society, children. Hmm. It's children who were very um, much involved with getting parents to wear their seat belts. Mom, dad, wear your seat belt. Um, and of course, the kids had to wear their seatbelt and they wanted their parents to. Smoking, kids, mom, dad, they, the kids know it's bad for the health. They love their parent, they don't want to lose their parent. They are, encourage them. And I think as kids learn more about this and programs we're doing in schools, they'll be an important prompt, Mom, Dad, did you bring the shopping bags today? So,
0: so maybe a sticker that you put on, um, you know, with one of those post-it notes on your yes. dashboard that yep. says, Remember the Bag. Absolutely. We have a couple of calls. Let's go ahead and take those calls one at a time. Go ahead with your question or comment, please.
10: Hi, I'm, I'm thinking about, you're talking about being at the checkout with the bags, but I'm wondering about being in the produce aisle and... Um, how do i bag up my produce i mean I a long time ago when i lived in seattle i had several small cloth bags and i don't find them around here to use so i mean i still have mine but i haven't been able to purchase more of those so um that's another area where we have these plastic bags coming in direct
1: contact with our food
0: mm-hmm. and just wanted to Catherine Catherine Arback from A and B Naturals in Bar Harbor might have a comment there. Go ahead, yeah. Catherine.
1: Uh, I know of the produce bags that you're speaking of. They're kind of a smaller version of a, let's say, a shopping tote <clears throat> with a different type of closure on top, and um, they're much thinner material. And I uh, actually I can I can agree with you. I haven't seen them for sale locally. Um, I have seen them online. There are several. Um, decent uh, websites online, and I'm trying to think of some names, and I can't. (laughs) They're, of course, not coming to me right now, but I'm sure that you can find those types of bags online. I Uh, know
10: I can, and I will, but I'm thinking if we can get those out,
1: Mm, mm -hmm. again,
10: like, maybe that's the next level. Pull them out so that, and again, I don't know if I'd want advertising, per se, on the ones that were directly in contact with my produce, but who knows, maybe there's some kind of non-toxic based Base ink or whatever. Great. Anyway, thank
0: you. Great. Thank you. Thanks for your call. We'll take another call because they're just coming right in. Go ahead with your question or comment, please.
11: Yes. Hi. Um, I was trying to call when uh, the woman from Hannaford was on. I can remember the number so he could pass on my compliments to Hannaford for doing such a wonderful job in the sustainability and environmental um, issues. I actually bought about a dozen of her bags and took them with us down to a small Caribbean island we go to in winter and handed them out to many of the local women I know there. And it was kind of fun to be down at the marketplace and see them with their purple and their green bags. <laughs> but they were enjoying them. <laughs> Great. For you. the problem that we also saw happening is that there was always a refund on glass bottles. They only had exclusively glass bottles. But the bottle industry now has forced their way in with cans and plastic. And those are ending up all over the roadside Mm -hmm. and um, on the shores because the people really don't have a conscious, you know, don't have any awareness around littering. You know, they're used to returning and they don't see that as litter. So that's another issue coming up, which I think Maine leads away in having the bottle bill, and I can't believe it's not. National, mm. but anyway, that's a different subject altogether.
0: <laughs> well, it's but all anyways, related. It's all related. Thanks so much for your call this morning.
4: Okay,
0: yes, um, you're tuned to Talk of the Towns. I think we have one more caller. Go ahead with your question or comment, please.
4: Hi, I'm Jason from Islesford, and uh, we've pretty much eliminated plastic bags on Islesford because of the troubles of getting food to Islesford in plastic bags. But um, I use this bio bag um, bag for compost. And it's very, very strong. <clears throat> Excuse me. Even when you get it wet, you can still use it. And it, it never tears on me. And it's, uh, it's made by um, BioBag. Um, and it's made from GMO-free cornstarch. So it so, might be a good alternative.
0: Great. So, uh, again, tell, tell us how you actually use that bag. You put your compost in it and then take the compost out to the pile, and you can put the whole bag in. Exactly. Uh, I see. And great. it
4: breaks down with microorganisms. But it's, uh, the website's www.biobag.ca.
0: Great. And Islesford has, has um, um, done some other wonderful things. Uh, I may be coming back to, to you, Jason, and, and others um, to talk about green islands and green communities. So. Oh,
4: yeah. We're on, I'm on the sustainability initiative. So. Okay.
0: Well, um, contact me later, and we'll try to set up a, a, another show. Oh, cool. That would be great. Thank you. Well, we're going to begin to wrap up. Catherine, um, did you want to add to that notion well, of the bio bag and?
1: Yeah, um, uh, we're familiar with the bio bags, and uh, the last caller spoke specifically of the compost bags. Um, actually, that's something that A and B Naturals will be carrying in the future, and I've contacted that company. Um, and unfortunately or fortunately for the company, they've had such a huge demand that they're currently out of stock. Mm. So mm. Um, I can't actually get the compost bags. But they do have other products like lawn and leaf bags that are fully biodegradable. Um, in fact, the as the caller was saying, they're made from non-GMO corn. And you can actually compost the entire bag into uh, an organic garden and still consider that garden organic.
0: Right. And you think of all of the leaf bags that are used in the United States. So, Ted, you've got an amazing long road ahead of you. Yes, it's going to be a journey. (laughs) (laughs) Ted, tell us a little bit about your hope again around Earth Day and and, uh, what what uh, will happen there.
2: We're we're trying to um, have a goal. We have a goal. We're not trying. We actually have a goal (laughs) uh, that on Earth Day uh, we'll have at least 50% of the customers going to their grocery store, bringing their own reusable bags, and then to continue that trend uh, that we get to 90% by 2009. Mm-hmm. And, um, I and must then we'll say, be at
0: where Ireland is now.
2: Then we'll be where Ireland is <laughs> now, and I've had a number of my colleagues in other legislatures around the country. We had a conference call a couple of weeks ago. Uh, about this and there's um, uh, actions going on in other states as we talked about earlier in the program. One woman from Washington State, serves in the Washington State Legislature, uh, told me the other day that she went to Kroger's and went right up the chain of command. She's got a lot more energy than I do, I guess. And um, and they're going to be doing a big promotion, Bring Your Own Bag by Earth Day. So I'm I'm just so hopeful that our our major grocery stores across the country will join the Let's Bring the Bag by Earth Day campaign.
0: Mm. Catherine, what are your hopes around the, the these kinds of issues?
1: Well, I I'm hopeful that um like the previous caller also said that one day that we will have no plastic bags and no brown paper bags to give out with groceries. Um, I think it should go back to the times when everyone brought their own shopping bag. It would just make things a lot easier on the on the environment.
0: Great. Well, thanks to both of you for being with us here on Talk of the Towns. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Representative Ted Kaufman um, from Bar Harbor, Bar Harbor, and kind of championing the idea that um, we um, give up our, our bags um, that we've had so much use of and, and go to a, a reusable bag. And uh, Catherine Arbach from A&B Naturals, uh, natural food store in Bar Harbor, thanks to you for being with us. Um, I've come to that time when I want to remind you that this program was produced with support from Cooperative Extension and the Hancock County Extension Association, with offices in each county. Cooperative Extension is the major educational outreach program of the University of Maine. Our radio collaboration with WERU began in 1990 and continues with your support. And this is a great time to talk about our fund drive um, happening right now. We do need your support. So um, please give us a call at 1-800-643-6273 and pledge your financial support. Or do it online at www.weru.org. Join us on the second Friday at this time for Family Radio Forum and on the third, uh, fourth Friday of each month for Talk of the Towns. Our theme music is a medley from Coronac on a Balnane House Highland Music recording. Thanks again to our guests in the studio and to Senator Fergal Quinn of Super Quinn Grocery Chain in Dublin, Ireland, who joined us by phone, along with Megan Helstead, the Environmental Sustainability Manager from Hannaford's, Suzette Bergeron, um, who promotes Bulletin Bags, and Mindy uh, Vignecki of the Bar Harbor Whale Museum, all joined us by phone. Uh, Thanks to those of you who called in with your questions and comments. Thanks to our underwriters. Thanks to Amy Brown for engineering our program. And stay tuned for On the Wing with Joel Raymond. This is Ron Beard, your host for Talk of the Towns, wishing you a good morning. Support for Family Radio Forum comes from Coastal Drilling and Blasting Incorporated, located at 328 Bucksport Road, Ellsworth, Maine. 1-800-640-3515 one 800